is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. to part five of our series of our 40 days of prayer and today's all about praying throughout the day. It's a really practical subject um, and there are some notes included that you should probably have printed out already, hopefully you have. There's also some notes for the children so as much as possible we'd love them to get involved in note writing. So it's a really practical subject how to pray throughout the day. And if we look at Paul in the Bible, it's really obvious that he prayed all the time. In every book he writes, which is most of the New Testament, he starts with a prayer. He's always praying. He's continually praying. He's praying without ceasing. He never stops praying. Well, how do we do that? How do we pray without ceasing? Ephesians 6 verse 18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers asking for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready and never give up. And always pray for all of God's people. In that one verse, we're given seven instructions that I'm gonna go through quickly. Firstly, we're told to pray in the spirit. Well, what does that mean? It means let God lead you. Listen to the impressions that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart or in your mind. Maybe it's someone that you need to pray about today or somebody that you've been praying about for a long time. Stop, take a break and pray straight away. Secondly, in that verse, we're told to pray at all times. You know, there's never a bad time to pray. There's never an inappropriate time. That's the same for adults, young people, for children. We can pray anytime and anywhere. Then the verse goes on to say, to pray with all kinds of prayer. There are different types of prayer depending on your emotions and circumstances. A good example of this is found in the book of Psalms. It seems to contain every emotion known to man or woman. There's complaining prayers, crying out prayers, comforting prayers, clarifying prayers, courageous prayers, confessing prayers, celebratory prayers. We often use the Psalms, don't we, and say, Lord, this is my prayer, this is my song. So to recap, we pray in the Spirit, we pray at all times and we can pray all kinds of prayers. Then fourthly it says, asking for everything you need. Well, what does that mean for us? That means there's no subjects off limit. There's nothing you can't pray about. If you're interested in it or you're worrying about it, pray about it. That's something we've talked about in our life group recently. If we prayed as much as we worried, we'd have a whole lot less to worry about. Can anyone relate with that? We can pray about physical issues, our mental health, financial issues, relational issues, about our career, political issues, our family, what's going on in the nation right now. Nothing is off limits. And then number five, it says, always be ready. Well, what does ready mean? It means you have to have a plan. And really that's what we're talking about today, how to plan your prayers. Spontaneous prayers are great. They're what you need to do in the moment. But the Bible says we need to plan to be strategic. 
and prepare and to think through our prayers and where and when I can pray. The sixth part of our verse then goes on to say, never give up, which means never stop praying. And finally, our verse tells us to always pray for all God's people. Now, we can't do that in just two minutes. We need to pray throughout the day. So how do we do this? Well, really, there's two different ways. Firstly, as in your notes, is to keep a running conversation with God. So you talk to God like I'm talking to you now. Like you talk maybe on FaceTime or Zoom at the moment to anybody else. You don't end your prayer saying Jesus' name, Amen. It's just like breathing. We don't think about it. You just do it. And really prayer is like spiritual breathing. Prayer is to your soul what breathing is to your body. It should be natural so you don't have to think about it and it becomes a habit, a really good one. Maybe you're good at talking to yourself. Instead of doing that, make the switch and talk to God. It's conversational praying. It's talking about what you're interested in at that moment, everyday things. In Ephesians 6 verse 18 it says, pray on every occasion as the Spirit leads. There is a saying that goes like this, if I don't feel like praying, I'm not praying what I feel. Maybe right now you're anxious, you're finding things really difficult, you're worried, you're lonely. You're anxious about what's going on in our nation. You're worried about your neighbours and your family. You might be unwell. You're concerned about your children. You have unsaved friends and families. You're concerned about the homeless. God knows everything that's going on, but he wants you to talk. He wants your attention. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, we're told to never stop praying. Pray all the time. So keep a running conversation with God. The second way to pray throughout your day is to schedule prayer times. <clears throat> I'm going to share a really simple way to do this. You know, this is not a new idea. In the Old Testament, the Jews had fixed hours of when they prayed. Daniel prayed three times a day. The Romans built a bell tower to tell people what they were to do each day when to get up, when to go to work, when to take a break, when to go home. The Jews and the Christians used that time to develop a habit for prayer times, usually six or seven times a day. And then our monks went on to create me mechanical instruments that would ring the bell for them on schedule. And did you know that the Latin word for bell is clock? You can look that up if you want to. Ever heard of that, clock? Clocks were actually invented to make time for prayer. In Psalm 119, verse 164, it says, seven times a day, I praise you. Now I'm gonna share with you a much simpler way to pray based on the seven phrases of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is not simply a prayer to be prayed, but a model for life. Really, Jesus is saying, pray like this. It's a model, it's a pattern. So let's think of a typical day in your life. Obviously, at the moment, that probably looks very different to normal. But generally, it starts by getting up. You have breakfast, 
you have a mid-morning break, lunch, maybe a mid-afternoon break if you're lucky, you go home or you pick children up from school and then eventually you go to bed. And it's in those times just thinking and remembering, I should talk to God right now. So let's start with when you wake up. I've got some props to help me. I don't actually wear this, but there you go. So we wake up. The first thing you should do is get up with gratitude. Start your day with being grateful to God. No idea what I look like in this. It doesn't matter. Get up with gratitude. Start your day with being grateful. Telling him all the things you're grateful for. You have a choice on what attitude you have when you get up. You could get up, we've all been there, with grumbling, griping, groaning, growling, grunting, or you can get up with gratitude. Gratitude makes you healthier mentally, emotionally, physically. Start every morning with thankfulness for God and his goodness. What about putting a gratitude list by your bed? We've actually provided one in the notes this week. Add five things to your list that you could change as often as you like that you're really thankful to God for and you can start each day with those. Also, in your 40 days of prayer book, there is an A to Z um, gratitude list in the back that you could fill in as well. Doctors and psychologists have proved that the attitude you have for your day can be set and determined in the first eight minutes. Maybe make a playlist of songs that say thank you to God and wake up with worship if that's what you like. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, What do you have that God didn't give you? Everything is a gift from God. Waking up with gratitude focuses us on God and his goodness. And that is the first phrase of the Lord's Prayer, which is found in Matthew 6. In verse 8 and 9 it says, Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So then, this is how you pray. Our Father in heaven. <clears throat> Start by thinking about your Father. He's caring, consistent, he's close. He's a good, good heavenly Father. He is competent. So you're not starting your day with confession or requests, especially in the time that we're living in. But you're starting your day with gratitude. <clears throat> James 1 verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So if we go to our notes and fill this in. <clears throat> I thank my Father in heaven for his consistent love and I recall all of the ways that he is good to me. So get out of bed thankful. Next, maybe you go to get a shower, you get dressed, and now you're ready for something to eat. So the next prop, kindly gifted to us by Julia. Thank you, Julia. We fix whatever you have for breakfast. This is just to remind you. So secondly, I bless God's name at breakfast. This is our praise. We're moving on to the second phrase of the Lord's Prayer. Well, what does it mean to bless? Bless it, bless means to honour, to praise, to give respect and to adore. Back to the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6 verse 9. Hallowed be your name. We're saying holy is your name, God. 
bless God's name at breakfast. Psalm 145 verse 2 says, Every day I will bless your name and praise it forever and ever. In Psalms, God's name is mentioned 80 times. We have phrases like bless his name, exalt his name, praise his name, give thanks to his name. And, you know, your name is your character. It's who you are. God is saying when he makes a promise to you, of which there's over 7,000 in the Bible, that it's based on his name, who he is. It's his character. You know, today when we pick names for our children, it's often because we like the way they sound. They've got some other family importance or maybe you've got a theme going. But in the Bible times, it was a bit different. It was a bit more literal and Often the Bible characters really did live up to their name. You know, Jabez means painful because they were conceived, obviously, through painful labour. Jacob means swindler. You know, we can often live up to our name. God has a hundred names in Hebrew and Greek, and each one represents a character quality of God. All prayer is based on how much you know God. The more you know who he is, the less you'll worry. You'll relax a bit more. The more confident you will be and the more you'll know yourself and your identity in him. Do you know today what God is really like? In Psalm 9 verse 10, it says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never abandoned those who truly seek you. Bless God's name at breakfast, whilst you're eating your cereal, whatever you eat. Remind yourself who God is. Next, you get to work. Maybe you're working from home at the, at the moment, you're homeschooling. You reach mid-morning and you might get a chance to take a break and use this opportunity to pray. It can be easy to get distracted from our real work, the task in hand, not getting done what we should, not getting through the work that we should be. Maybe your priorities have changed as the morning's gone on, or you've lost your focus. It's time to take a breath and pray. Now, um, we don't have real Kit Kats in our house. We have the Aldi version. This is not sponsored in any way. This is a choco break. If you want a healthier version, here's a banana. But it's time to take a break. At mid-morning, this is in our notes, remember what matters most. And this is the third phrase of the Lord's Prayer, which says, May your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Where God's kingdom comes, God will, God's will, will be done. And the same the other way around, where God's will is done, God's kingdom comes. It's time at this point of our day to say, God, we want your agenda, not our own. In our lives, our families, the economy, our businesses, every area. And really, this is the principle of dedication. So in our notes, we're saying, I align myself with God's purpose and plans for my life. Really, it means I'm going to pause and remind myself there's something a whole lot bigger than what I'm facing this morning. He has a plan and a purpose for you. And sometimes we just need to take that moment to realign and recommit ourselves to God's purpose. And actually, once we do that, God will most likely help you to get your work done too. 
Matthew 6 verse 33 says, If you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, all other things will be given to you as well. Put God's agenda first, no matter what you're facing. Now it's coming up to lunchtime. You've done your, you've had your break, you've done some more work, whatever you're doing at home at the moment. It's lunchtime, you're starting to get hungry. Fourth way that we can pray throughout our day is to list my needs at lunch. Now, I've made a slightly, um, James thinks, embarrassing sandwich because we don't have any salad left, so I've used spinach, spinach and ham. Maybe it's a new thing. Maybe you're having a much healthier lunchtime diet than that, but actually the bread does help us to remember our next phrase of the Lord's Prayer, which is, give us this day our daily bread. So at lunchtime, we list our needs. Bread represents everything you need. It could represent money, resources, contracts, relationships, wants and needs. What sustains you today, daily? You know, the Israelites had to depend on God's God daily for manna. It couldn't be stored for the next day. You know, you might have asked God for strength for yesterday. Maybe you need it today too. And maybe you need to ask God for strength tomorrow also. Firstly, if we look at our notes, we can ask for anything I need. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. As we heard from Deeps' preacher a few weeks ago, God will either answer yes, no, slow or grow. In John 14 verse 13, we're, we're told you can ask for anything in my name. But at lunchtime, we don't just petition with all of our needs, my needs. But secondly, you can fill this in. I ask God for what other people need too. This is intercession. This is asking on someone else's behalf. 1 Samuel 12 verse 23 says, I'd be sinning against the Lord if I failed to pray for you. And in the Lord's Prayer it says, give us our daily bread. It means we're a family. We pray for others too. Maybe by lunchtime you're actually getting pretty stressed with the morning that you've had. The internet isn't working. The people that you work with that might be different at the moment. But remember this verse, it's such a well-known verse, but actually it's so poignant to us today. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Don't get anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you know what? Praying this at lunchtime will change your whole afternoon. It will give you a peace that goes beyond our earthly understanding. We don't just feed our bodies at lunchtime, but also our soul. So you go back to work, back to homeschooling, back to whatever life looks for you at, at the moment. And then mid-afternoon, maybe you need a cup of coffee. Uh, maybe you can have a nap at the moment, which I'm totally jealous of. Maybe now, mid-afternoon, you're starting to get a little bit sluggish. People are getting on your nerves. The kids are maybe getting on your nerves. Maybe things aren't working out at work how you expect them to. People are letting you down. Actually, maybe our own actions and our own attitudes have let us down. 
So the fifth way to pray throughout our day, mid-afternoon, is to ask for forgiveness in the afternoon. What do I need to sort out before, sort out before God? What do I need to ask God's forgiveness for? Don't let sin stockpile in your life. Confess it all to God, which is the fifth phrase of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We also need to let go of grudges and resentment. There is never any reason for us to carry guilt around and resentment when we know God. Let Jesus deal with it. Fill this in on your notes. I admit my sins and forgive others who frustrated me. Psalm 32 verse 5 tells us, I confess my sins to you and didn't try to hide them. Then you forgave me and now all my guilt is gone. Now my husband would tell me, this is right, a clean engine has more power. And it's true of us too. Don't clog up your system with sin, with resentment, with unforgiveness, with guilt. A clean soul has much more resilience. Now you've got through the day, it's time to pick the kids up if they're still at school. It's time to send them off to watch the TV after a long day of homeschooling. Maybe you need to drive home from work. Maybe you need to go from the cabin in your garden back to the house where you had been working. It's time to wind down. Did you know apparently 90% of arguments happen one hour before dinner or evening tea, whatever you call it. And this is due to plenty of reasons. We could be tired, low blood sugar, we're hungry, we're cranky, and it's so easy to take our day out on each other. And it can become a chain reaction in our homes as well. If you know this is true of your house, and I'm sure I can say it happens in our house too, then ask God for help. Pause, take a minute to pray. Don't dump your day on your family. So the sixth way to pray here, and fill this in in your notes, is to ask God to help you make wise decisions. Whoever you live with, whether you live on your own, this is needed. The sixth phrase of our Lord's Prayer says this, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And do you know what? That can often come in the evenings. It could be in the form of frustration, anger, the way we use the internet, computer, our phones, the TV, what we watch, what we look at, social media. Maybe for some of us it's going to the fridge. But temptation can also be not doing the right thing, doing unimportant things, putting stuff off that we should do. But in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, it says this. Remember that the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you won't give in to it. I didn't get my prop for the last one. Slippers. Put your slippers on. This is home time. Comfy time. 
God is faithful. He has promised he will always make a way out. But we have to choose it. It's not a sin to be tempted. Jesus was. But it is to give in to it. You can't control all of your temptations, but God promises he'll give you a way out. So we come to the end of the day. <sighs> Comfy clothes on, pyjamas on. Maybe you never even took these off. That's okay, no judgment. We're going to end our day with an encouraging truth. Fill that in in your notes. We're going to end our day with an encouraging truth. This is called the benediction or a good word. It's a great time to read the scriptures and to read God's promises. And the final phrase of the Lord's Prayer here for our seventh time of the day is for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Do you know you'll sleep a whole lot better if you take time to pray before you go to bed. That phrase of the Lord's Prayer is amazing. It tells us three things. Firstly, that God is in control. Not the politicians, not other nations, not your boss. You know, God is in control. The world can change when God's people pray. Situations, nationwide, locally, in your church, in your family, situations can change when God's people pray. He is in control. Secondly, this phrase tells us this is not the end of the story. And thirdly, it tells us God is victorious. He has the victory. God wins. What an amazing truth to end your day with. And you know, when you get up, you're going to have an attitude of gratitude. You're going to sleep a whole lot better, I pray. So why don't you have a go? It doesn't have to be long stints. It's just taking that time out of those seven points of the day when you can and just praying short prayers, using the Lord's Prayer as a model and a pattern to help you. It doesn't have to be time consuming. It's great to try in the time and situation that we find ourselves in. And it's such a good time at the moment to develop a really good habit of praying throughout the day, having that continuous conversation with God. You know, the Lord's Prayer is not a ritual. It's a pattern for living. It's a model for each day. If you do this, you'll have more peace. You'll have more energy, more power and a new confidence. Shall we pray? God, we thank you so much for your word. We, we thank you that you speak to us so clearly through your word. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're a loving God, a faithful God, a God who keeps his promises. You care for us in this time that we're going through right now, God. You love us with an everlasting love. God, we thank you for your word for us today. God, help us to have that conversation with you. Help us, Lord God, to take those times out during the day to pray, to think upon you, to use the Lord's Prayer that you gave us as a model. God, we ask for your help today. We pray for our nation. We pray for our communities, God. We pray for our local communities. Help us, God, today, this week, to be a shining light to them, to show that there is hope in you, Father God. 
you are the hope and the light of the world. So just help us, God, this week to point people to you, Lord, in all our actions, in all we do and say. We ask these things, God, in your wonderful name. Amen. It's been so good to see you today. I hope um, you've enjoyed it today and you can go away and look at your notes. Um, there's also a hundred names of God activity. Maybe you could have a go at that with the kids this week or maybe you want to do it on your own. There's some gratitude colouring sheets. There's lots of ways to engage this week and think about our session five praying throughout the day. See you, sort of. I wish I was seeing you next week. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.